after the chet ha'egel, the pasuk says, "Umoisha yikaches ha'oyhel v'notoloi michutz la'machna harchek min ha'machna v'koroloi oyhel moyed." Moshe took his oyhel and he pitched it outside of the machna, far away, and he called it the oyhel moyed. Anyone who was a Mavakesh Hashem would leave the Machane and walk a distance and come to Moshe Rabbeinu to his, to his Oihel. As far as say from over here, we learned that there's an Indian to be a mevakesh Hashem. Someone who wants and is mevakesh to come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to have a kesher with Kutch such a person will grow and steig, but you have to be a mevakesh. So call a mevakesh Hashem. Anyone who was a mevakesh goes to the oil moyed. It's a very famous Misa about Reb Chaim Shmulevitz when he was learning in Tells, still a young bocher, he went to visit his uncle, Reb Avrom Yafenze, who was the Rosh Yeshiva in Avardik. So after he was there for a few days, he asked his uncle, who's the best bocher in the Yeshiva? So his uncle pointed to one bocher and he said, that's the biggest Lamdin. Then he pointed to another bach, he said, that's the biggest masmid. And he pointed to another bach and he said, that's the biggest bucky. Pointed to another bach, he said, that's the biggest yarei shemayim. And he went through all the different, this guy's the best, this is the best hacker, this is the best schmoozer, this is everyone, everyone had a milo. And then he points to one bach and says, that's the best bacher in the yeshiva. So Reb Chaim said, he's the best Lamdan, he's the best Masmid, he's the biggest Bokhi. How is he the best Bokhi in the Yeshiva? He said, because he is the biggest Mevakesh. He wants it more than anyone else. Therefore, he never stops learning. He's Mevakesh 24 hours a day. Who was that Bokhi? He became the great stipler going. Reb Yaakov Yisrael Kanievsky. Zechit Tzadik V'Kodesh Levrochim. You have to be a mavakesh. And if you are a mavakesh, you can grow, you can shtai, great things can happen. And everybody has that koyach. Mashkiach in Slabotka used to tell over about a couple that had no children. And they davened and they cried and they begged and they went to tzaddikim. And finally, they were Zoycha, they had a child. And they were already older, and their Simcha was all, you know, it was through the roof. And they named the child Yitzchak Elchonon. And, you know, for his bris, the whole town came, it was big excitement. And as he grew up, his upsharing, you know, they had a whole big upsharing, and, you know, he licked the honey off the, off the, off the paper, and he became a gracer, you know. They stand him to the best cheder, and he had the best rebbe. 
And the Rebbeim started to notice he is not the world's biggest genius. So they got him the best tutors. And he had everything the best. And he went to Yeshiva Katana, the best Yeshiva, the best Rebbeim, the best tutors. And the Rebbeim said, you know, he's trying, he's a nice boy, he's a good boy, but, you know, Shvera Cup. So they got him more tutors. Came time to go to Yeshiva Gedoyla. He fired in all the yeshivas. They sent him to the best yeshivas. So he went to Keser Torah. And uh, still, so he steigt and he grew. But, you know, it uh, wasn't so gewaldic. He had his bar mitzvah. He said, the, you know, he said a beautiful pshetel. It took a long time till he learned it. As he got older, the rabbeim started telling the parents, you know, Maybe he's not cut out to be a Rosh Yeshiva, a Rebbe, you know, teach him a trade. The parents said, no, no, our Yitzhak Al-Khanan, he's going to become a big Talmud Chacham. But as he got older, things were not going that well, so the parents finally relented. They taught him a trade, and he learned the trade, and he became very successful. And he became an Askin, he got married, did a nice shidduch, went to a city, had his business, he was mamish and moiridika askin. They wanted a dafyoimi shir, you went to Yitzhak Khanan. You wanted to start Hatzola, you went to Yitzhak Khanan. You wanted to have a Shmir Salashin program, you went to Yitzhak Khanan. You wanted Chavitz Chaim Heritage Foundation, you went to Yitzhak Khanan. You wanted to have a, you know, a Yaakov shir, Yitzhak Khanan. Yeah, whatever it was, you know, everything Yitzhak Khanan. It was mamish at Tzadik. He becomes 60, 70, 80, to finally the day comes and he's ready to die. He's on his bed surrounded by children. He says, Shema. And he leaves this world, comes up to Shemayim, figures, you know, it's a slam dunk. I'm going straight to Gan Eden. But when you get up there in front of the basin, Shemal, it's not so posh. And so he's standing there and he sees there's a door to the left. He opens up the door and he sees fire coming out. He closes the door. Oh, that's not for me. And he sees another door to the right. He opens it up. Oh, hey, this is Rabbi Kivega. Show me how you doing. And I pull him right out of the door. He says, first you have to have a din. And so he stands with din. He's very nervous because once there's a din, you get very nervous. And all of a sudden he hears a voice. Yitzhak Elchanan Gehenam. He says, me? says, you, Gehenim to the left. He says, why, what did I do wrong? It was a good guy, what did I do wrong? Murder, you're a Reitzayach. He said, I'm a Reitzayach? Who did I kill? You killed the Godel Hador Yitzhak Elchanan Specter. You were supposed to be the Godel Hador. And you quit, you gave up. If you would have continued learning and steiging, you would have become the God of Lador. You murdered the God of Lador. Gehenim! That Emmas is, that's not what happened. Because Rabbi Yitzhak al Specter did become the God of Lador. And he wasn't born with the greatest Kaychus. But he pushed and pushed and pushed and he became the God of Lador. So the Yisrael that Varim is, that if you have the rotsen and you're a mavakesh, you can talk and become the God Lador. Rebbe Lozer ben Horkinus told the story many times. Rebbe Lozer ben Horkinus was 28 years old. 
and he's plowing in his father's field. He wasn't in yeshiva, he wasn't married, he's working in his father's field and he's crying. His father says, what's the matter, Eliezer? The field is too tough, I'll put you on an easier field. He puts him on an easier field, he comes back the next week, he's still crying. He says, what are you crying about? The field is easy, it's partial, what's the problem? He says, I want to learn Torah. He says, you want to learn Torah, you're 28. It's a shtickle late. Accept your fate. Get married, go on a date. Don't hesitate. And you'll get married and you'll have children. You'll send your children to Cheder. But for you, it's too late. He says, I want to learn Torah. He says, it's too late. You're 28. A week later, he's still crying. Eliyoh Novi comes to him. He says, what are you crying for? He says, I want to learn Torah. He says, okay, go to Yerushalayi, to Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai and learn Torah. So he picks himself up, he goes to Yerushalayim, to Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai, he stands in front of Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai crying. He says, what do you want? I want to learn Torah. So Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai says, do you know Shema? He says, no. He teaches him Shema Yisrael, Hashem Lekein Hashem Echad, teaches him to say Shema. Then he teaches him Birchaz Hamazayim. Then he teaches him how to daven. And then he's crying, he says, why are you crying now? He says, I want to learn Torah. So Yechelen Zakei starts teaching him two halachas a day. And he became Rabbi Lazar ben Horkinus, the Tana, that a Baskel came out and said the halachas like him, Bechol Mokayim. Because at 28 he didn't give up and he said, I want to learn Torah. And he became Rabbi Lazar ben Horkinus. Rabbi Akiva was 40. In America, when you're 40, unless you're Tom Brady, you're over the hill. That's it. Rabbi Akiva didn't start learning until he was 40. Rochel, the daughter of Kalba Savua, said, if, you, if I marry you, will you go learn Torah? He said, fine. He went to learn for 12 years. Came back, he heard his wife talking, he should go another 12 years, he went another 12 years. He comes back after 24 years, he's got 24,000 Talmidim, he's the Godel Ador. Now Kalba Savua, his shver, when he found out that his daughter was marrying this Grobam Oretz, he made a nether that they're not getting a penny of my nechassim. Now Kalba Savua was a very rich man. Why was he called Kalba Savua? Because if you came into his house hungry as a dog, you walked out very satisfied. So he was rich. And he said, not a penny for that Amoritz. But 24 years go by, his, wife, his daughter is starving, and he has Harata, he loves his daughter, and he wants to give her money, but he made a nether. So he figures the God Lador is coming, so let me ask him if I can be Mater Nader. So Rabbi Akiva shows up, he comes to him and he says, Rabbi, I have a problem. See, my daughter married this Groba Moritz and I made a nether. And I want to feed her, she's starving. I want to give her money, but I made a nether. What should I do? Can I be Mater Nader? So Rabbi Akiva says, tell me something, when you made the nether, if you would have known 
that your son-in-law would become a big Talmud Chacham, would you have made the nether? He says, if I would know, he would know one halacha, I wouldn't have made the nether. So Rabbi Kiva says, by the way, I'm your son-in-law. He says, you're my son-in-law, Ashrecha, wow! And he gave half his nechassim straight away to Rabbi Akiva. Freit Taisvis Akasha. Taisvis asked, how could he have been Poiseach? He gave a Pesach to the nether. He said, if you would have known that he would be a Talmud Chacham, you would have made the nether so I could be Matthew the nether. You can't give a Pesach on something that's Noilat, something that happened later. So in other words, like, if I want to give a Pesach to the nether, that means if you made the nether and it was a mistake, if you wouldn't have realized, so if I made a nether, that I'm not going to have Cholent on Shabbos. And then I realized later on that I can't live without Cholent. So that's not Noilat. It was the Cholent is here, Cholent is a Zach that exists. If you didn't realize you can't live without it, that's a good Pesach. If I made a nether, I'm not going to talk to my friend. And then I find out that my friend's not going to talk to me either. So I, I have Harot, I made the nether. So that's, that's a Pesach. But something that didn't happen yet, you can't make a Pesach if you would have known that he would be a Talmud Chacham. That's Pesach. You can't do that. And for Taisus v'yesh loyma dehocha loychoshiv noilad. That's not called noilad. Came shahoylech lebei rav. Since he went to a yeshiva, the derechu b'hoylech lilmoy chenase adam godoil. So Taisus, that's not poischim b'noilad. Because that's normal. You go to learn in yeshiva, you become an adam godl. Aye. Not everybody comes in Adam Gadol. Why not? The reason why is the famous five B's. What are the five B's? The first of the five B's is brains. People will say that, you know, if I had brains, I could learn. But uh, when Hashem gave out brains, I wasn't there. I was in the bathroom, wherever it was. So there's a Mishnah in Pirkei Yavis, the fourth parak. Rabbi Yoinus in Oimer. If you're Mekayim the Torah when you're rich, you'll be Zoycha to fulfill it when you're poor. Poshit Pshat means... If you're Mekayim the Torah when you don't have money, Hashem will give you money. I'll be able to learn Torah when you're rich. But there was once a Misa. There was a Yid, a very wealthy man. He wanted to marry his daughter off to a Meiridika Talmud Chacham. So he heard there's a Bukhar in a yeshiva. Tremendous Masmid. Meiridika Masmid. But he's not, you know, he's not the lightest bulb in the chandelier. So he asked the Shaila, should, uh, should we take him as a son-in-law? On one hand, he's a tremendous masmid, a Yorei Shemayim. He's got all the milas, but he's not, you know. So I think Rabbi Zalman said, somebody who learns Torah may oini, 
If he learns Torah when he is oini, when his mind is not so sharp, when he's not so smart, the end will be Hashem will give him Hashiras, he'll become a genius. And he'll learn Torah and he'll steig and he'll grow and he'll become talking, uh, a brilliant person. That's pshat. If you force yourself, you push yourself, you horrible, you'll end up learning then you'll have the seichel. So they did the shidduch and he ended up writing two sforim on Shulchan Aruch. They say over, Rav Chutna told this story to Rav Aaron Cutler. When Rav Aaron Cutler heard the story, he started to cry. And of Aaron, who was born a genius, cried. He said, I was never zoicha to that Ashiras. I never had the zechus to learn when I was not that brilliant and to become brilliant. I was given to it as a Yerusha when I was born. He was Mekane, somebody who horrified and got himself to the point that through his amelus he became great in learning. So nobody should say, I can't learn. I don't have the seichel. If you want it, you'll have it. If you push, you'll get it. You keep trying, you'll be zoichet to get to, to greatness in Torah, in seichel, in wisdom. Don't give up and you'll see Hatzlocha. Then the next B is called Batola. People like to battle. There's a Gavaldike Yetzirah to battle. We always say, if bottling is so geschmack, Friday afternoon, everyone should come and we're going to have a bottling seder. And we'll have Cholent and Kugel, a three-hour Tzufa seder in Batola. I don't think anybody will show up. Maybe for the, for the Kugel. There's a Gomorrah in Yuma. There's a Moridiki Gomorrah. The Gemara talks about all the excuses people give why they don't want to learn. So the Gemara says, different people are going to come to Kodesh Baruch Oni v'oshe v'rosha boy l'din. And Oni or Rosha and Oshe, they come to din. So they say to the Oni, why didn't you learn Torah? She said, I was poor. It was poverty I had to endure. My situation wasn't secure. So I couldn't get to Gomorrah very clear. So what should I learn? So he said, were you any more poor than Hillel? And it tells a story about how Hillel, you know, he couldn't afford to get into the base Medrash. So he went up to the skylight and he listened to the shear from the skylight, got covered with snow. The rest of the story, everyone doesn't know. Then he said, I was, and the other guy says, I was rich. I was busy with my, 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 my animals. I was busy with my stocks. I was busy with my portfolio. They say, you weren't any richer than Rabloza ben Kharsum. And it describes his wealth and how much he learned. Then it says, Russia. Russia comes to the base in Shalmala. They say, Neymaloy or Sakto Batoira. So he says, He says, I was beautiful. I was handsome. I was mamish, a stud. I was cool. 
And so I couldn't learn Torah. I was busy with my Yetzir Hara. So they say, well, you're more handsome than Yosef. So the boy say, you got to ask yourself a question. A guy comes upstairs to the yeshiva Shalmala. And they say to him, why weren't you learning Torah? And what's he going to answer? I was busy with my Yetzir Hara. That's what you're going to answer the Rabbi Nishalaylam. That's crazy. Oh yeah, Rabbi Nishalaylam, I was having a good time with my Yetzir Hara. I once heard from Rapinchas Brody, the Rebbe in, in Edison. He said, Pshat. The guy's going to come up to Bezin Shalmal. What's the real reason why you didn't learn Torah? Because you are bottling. So what are you going to say to the boys? I didn't learn Torah, the greatest thing in the world, the most important thing, with every word of Torah is with. I didn't learn Torah because I was busy with sports. I was busy with football. So I couldn't learn Torah. You got to be crazy. He'd rather say I was a Russia, busy with my Yetzir Hara, than say something that stupid. I was busy with Narishkeit. He'll be too embarrassed to say that. You threw away your life to watch a Schwarzer run with a football. So no, I was beautiful, I was handsome, I had a Yetzirah. That's not as embarrassing. So that's Batola. The third B is business. I'm afraid... Bochum are afraid. If I get orangutan in learning, I might end up in Koilel. And if I'm in Koilel, I won't be cool. I'll be a nerd. And maybe I won't be rich. So I don't want to get orangutan in learning because maybe it'll, uh, I'll grow with it. I'll steig. And who knows what? I'll become a Koilel guy. So I want you to know Hashem will take care of your Parnassa. There was a family in England. Guy was learning in Kylo. People thought he was crazy. He had 12 children. And he's still learning in Kylo. Then he had the 13th child, and they wanted to kill him. What are you doing? 13 children, you're still learning in Kylo. He gets a letter one day in the mail. The letter says... I'm the attorney for Mr. Maurice Moneybags or whatever it was. He died without family and he decided to give his entire estate to the largest family in the city. And since you just had a 13th child, you are the biggest family in the city and you're going to get his entire estate, his house, his mansion, his car, his yacht, his Mercedes, his Range Rover, and his Sebring. So don't worry about business. Then there's those who say the fourth B, it's boring. Of course it's boring. If you sit in sheer and you don't pay attention, it is Gehenim. I can tell you because I'm the one who stokes the coals in Gehenim. If you sit there and you don't listen to a word, you're looking at your watch. 10, 16. It's only 10.19. Oh, 
When's the break? 11.15. Ping pong is life! This is boring! Rabbi says, if you get a ride geton in learning, there's nothing more geschmack. Ask anybody what a Ritzufus Seder for three hours. Did you have more of a happiness after the Ritzufus Seder or after a game of ping pong? What gave you more simcha? Somebody once sitting with Rav Shach, he was learning a Ktsois. He didn't even notice the guy across from him. Finally, the guy, Rav Shach, noticed him and said, Yid says, Rebbe, I'm a kana, you're oilam haba. So the Shach picks up the Ktsai and says, what do you do by Oilam Haba? My Oilam Hazad, there's nothing as geschmack as learning. If you're Raigaton in learning, you'll be the happiest person in the world. There's nothing more geschmack. There are people, there are Bokrim who are boring. The Torah is the most exciting thing in the world. And the last B is baloney. Because the answer to everything is nothing but the fact that you're lazy, good for nothing. If you wanted to put in the effort and the work, you wouldn't be so lazy. And really, that's what it's all about. The boys say, don't be a lazy fert. Pick yourself up and hold yourself in your hand and say, for once and for all, I'm going to be a mevakesh Hashem. That's what it takes. It takes a rotson. And a Kodesh is waiting for you. More than anything else, a Kodesh wants that you should come close to him in Steig. There's a year in there, Chaim Weintraub. He was involved in Kirov with with teenagers at risk and things like that. He had a three-year-old boy. Maybe he was a six-year-old boy. One day he went to Cheder. He told his teacher he's not feeling well. Teacher sent him home. Reb Chaim sat with him. He was lying in bed. His fever went up and he was nifter. When Reb Chaim Leiter was sitting shiva, a bunch of kids came in, not looking like yeshiva bochrim, looking like kids off the street, and they sat there to be Menachem Oval. Then one of them got up and he said, Rebbe, we were Makabel that we're going to keep Shabbos this week as an aliyah for the shum of your child. And every bochrim came and told him that. And he was very excited. And they left. There was another Yid sitting there. He says, Reb Chaim, why are you so happy with that? You know what that means? That means if they're going to be Makabal to keep Shabbos this week, that next week they're not going to be Makabal Shabbos. That means they're telling you that they don't plan on being Shoimer Shabbos just this week. So Reb Chaim said, you don't understand. Can you imagine if I could have my son back for one Shabbos? You know how much a person would pay to get his child back from the Oil of Mahamas for one Shabbos? That I can walk with him in the street and hold his hand. I can daven with him. I can have him sit on my lap and sing Zamiras. What would I pay for one more Shabbos with my Yankala? 
Imagine the Nachas HaKadosh Baruch Hu has his Kindlech coming back to him for one Shabbos. Don't you realize that Gishmak, the Hanor, the Nachas, they're giving HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he can have his children back for one Shabbos? Rabbi Yisrael HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you back. He wants you to learn his Torah. He wants to be Makushu with you, close to you, attached to you. And there's no greater way than to learn his Torah. And when you have a Keshe with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there's nothing more Gishmak, nothing more happy, more warm, more Gishmak, more fulfilling than it's Vekas with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So I want to ask you to daven for Tziyata Deshmayu, to steig in learning, to grow in Torah. I don't know, the Rosh Hashiva may have told over this story earlier this year. I just heard it recently. Special story, covered the Super Bowl. There was a Yid learning in Brisk. He went to the Kaisel. There's a guy sitting by the Kaisel. Trying to figure out what's this guy doing by the Kaisel. How do you know he was a guy? Maybe he had a sign on that said, I'm a guy. Maybe he was wearing a Salem. He was standing by the Kaisel and he wrote a quintal. He stuck it in the wall. So this Talmud decided, it's not right, ain't a chinami, but I got to see what this guy wrote in the kvittel. So when the guy left, he took the kvittel out of the wall, and he read the kvittel, and it said, God, this is a story like 30 years ago, I'm stuck here in Israel, I need to know who won the Super Bowl. Please send me somebody to tell me who won the Super Bowl. 30 years ago in Eretz Yisrael, 35, you couldn't find out these things. You found out from the newspaper three days later. He's calling to know who won, Dallas or Buffalo. So this Bocher thinks, <laughs> this is Geschmack. He calls up his father. He says, Abba, who won the Super Bowl? His father says, I sent you to Bristol, Lord. What's Hoxnack up with the Super Bowl? He says, Daddy, come. Uh, this is, this is a, I was by the Koisel. I read the Kvittel. I'm going to be the Shliach of Hashem to tell the guy the story. He says, okay, he gives him a whole rundown. The guy goes to the hotel, he has the guy's address, the guy opens the door, and he says, I'm a shliach of God. I just want to tell you that Dallas beat Buffalo 49-20. Johnny Walker threw three touchdown passes to Glenn Livet. Gewaldic. So the guy says, wow, God sent you to me. Wait a second. And he writes him a check for $2,000. He comes back to the yeshiva and they're having a big tumult. Can I keep the $2,000? I mean, the guy was at Mekah Tos, was a Toys Akam. Can I keep it? Is it an Aveda? Is it a Toys? The guy made a mistake. He, you know, he thinks I was a Shliach of God. Really, I'm not. So maybe I shouldn't keep the money. Maybe it's, a, it's Aveda's Akam, so I can keep it. Whole tumult. So Rabdovid Salavechi, Techatadik, says, What's going on? So they tell him the story. So Reb David says, you guys missed the boat. You guys don't have the whole story. He said, what are you talking about? He says, you don't understand. The guy wrote a tefillah to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I want to know the, hell, the, 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 the score in the Super Bowl. And you were the sucker who is the shliach Hashem to tell him the answer. HaKadosh Baruch Hu listened to a tefillah and he sent you to give him an answer. Do you see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu answers a tefillah? And if your tefillah would be to learn it, to steig and to grow, Hashem won't answer your tefillah. 
Just stop into Hashem. He's waiting for your answer. You don't need to put a fiddle in the kaisel. Pour out your heart to the Abish that a Kishbarch will answer your tefillah. I'm going to end with one more machshava. There's a Yid, a Rebbe in Lakewood. His name is Aaron Grostowski. In the 1990s, he went to Russia, to Moldavia, to start a yeshiva for Russian kids who had no exposure to Yadus. And he started teaching them. Now, this Rabbi Rostowski happens to have a beautiful voice. And he would sing with the Bachim as well. And he taught them a niggin and he had them sing it, that little choir. <coughs> Before he left, they sang. And he taught them the song, Achenu Kolbeis Yisrael. And as soon in Batsorah Bashivya, Hashem should take them, and he taught them the niggin and they sang it. And then at the end, he said to the Bachrim, after they had learned the song and he sang the song, he said, I want to ask you a question. He said, when I sing that song, may I fail in the air, I think about you, Yidin, living in Russia. I think about Yidin behind the Iron Curtain. I think about Yidin who are suffering. May I fail in the air. But what are you, who are children in Moldavia, what are you thinking about when you sing this song? There was one boy, his name was Maxim. Now his name is Benachem. And he said, I'll tell you what I think. I think everybody is in their own darkness till they connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And when you connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you're going, may Oira. We discovered a cashew with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Till then, you're in the dark. And there's many people here in America, all over, they're living in a free country, but they're in the darkness because they don't have a Kesha with a Kodesh Borchu. And my feel is that they should discover the beauty, the light, the radiance of a Kesha with a Kodesh Borchu. May I fail, Oliyoyra. Rabbi said, there is no greater light, no greater joy, no greater happiness than Amelus Batoira, Hasmodo Batoira, Devekis Batoira, connection to to learning, to steiging, to growing. And everybody is Shaykh to godless Batoira. We should all be Zoyche to become Mavakshe Hashem. And through becoming Mavakshe Hashem, you will mamish reap the greatest joy and happiness. And when we do that, and we come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Eivishter will zikha bring Moshiach Tzedkeinu b'mheira b'yomein.